Is it really possible to live a life without having to touch money? What if I tell you right now that my wallet is empty? No jokes, I actually just keep my phone in there. Curious about how I'm able to go cashless? Keep on listening. Welcome to the Fintech X podcast, the podcast where we talk about the fintech experience and your experience with fintech. I'm Mary Maswin, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about whether it is possible to live in a cashless system in Nigeria as a millennial. But before we get started, it'll mean a lot if you could subscribe to the podcast from whatever platform you're listening. If you're listening on Anchor.fm, hit the favorite button to subscribe. To a lot of people where I live, I'm probably living the strangest kind of life. For as long as I can remember, I've been living the cashless lifestyle. And don't get me wrong, by cashless, I don't mean not having any money. What I mean is not necessarily using physical cash. I'm sure you're wondering how it's even possible to live life without having the need to spend physical cash or banknotes. Well, it is possible to live cashless thanks to fintech. Fintech companies started showing up after the financial crisis in 2008. I spoke about the emergence of the fintech revolution in episode 1 and I'll drop a link to the episode in the show notes. So what exactly is fintech? The term fintech is made out of two words, finance and technology. According to Fintech Weekly, fintech refers to software and other modern technologies used by businesses that provide automated and improved financial services. In other words, fintech involves the use of technology to facilitate financial services. These fintech companies create apps and software that can be used to make access to financial services easier. On my phone, I have four fintech apps. I know at this rate, I'll probably need more, but each of these apps serve a special purpose for me. Maybe I should do a tour of my fintech apps in the subsequent episodes. Send me a tweet at thefintechx, that's at T-H-E-F-I-N-T-E-C-H-X, if that is what you'd like to see in the upcoming episodes. Anyway, let me give you a quick rundown of how exactly I structure my payments. At the end of the month, I transfer the money I'll spend on transportation for the next month to my sister's account. We go to work together so she handles the payment for transportation to and from the office. Next is investments and savings. Every month, a portion of my salary is automatically transferred to my piggy bank on the PiggyVest app. I occasionally top up the mutual funds I have with Stambikai BTC and keep some standby funds in my Flex account in PiggyVest just in case I get a notification of a new investment opportunity in agriculture. Then I set aside money for expenses. Money is transferred for basic necessities like food and utilities. I also keep a small stash for miscellaneous expenses like treats, goodies, personal items, and mini emergencies like an unplanned visit. That stays in my access account. I then transfer whatever is remaining to my digital-only bank account with DFD. And since it's a fully digital bank, they provide better interest rates than traditional banks because they have low overhead costs. The reason why the overhead costs of digital banks are low is because they do not run physical branches. Thus, they don't have to worry about running a generator, paying staff, and every other thing that goes into having bank branches. I must admit that there have been times when I needed cash to buy an item or two or maybe some snacks. In such instances, I had two options. A. I either withdraw from the ATM or B. Get cash from someone 
in this case my sister, and transfer the equivalent to their bank account. Problem solved. Let's go on a quick break and when I come back, I'll share Marie Scara's experience when she moved to Kenya and how Kenyans are dependent on an indigenous fintech application. I'll also share my thoughts on whether the cashless lifestyle is possible in Nigeria. So stay tuned, I'll be right back. At the time of recording this episode, the world is fighting the coronavirus outbreak. So let's stay safe and take proper precautions. Practice social distancing of about three to six feet. Avoid touching your face, eyes, nose, and mouth. Wash your hands thoroughly and frequently with soap and running water. Use an alcohol-based sanitizer for added protection. As a fintech user, make sure you also wash your hands immediately after using the ATM and or use an alcohol-based sanitizer. It is our responsibility to keep ourselves and our loved ones safe. Let's work towards overcoming the coronavirus together. Now let's head back to the episode. Welcome back! It's the Fintech X podcast, the podcast where we talk about the fintech experience and your experience with fintech. I'm Mary Maswin. Before we went on a break, I shared my process of how I'm able to live the cashless lifestyle in Nigeria. I remember watching a TED talk of Marie Scara when she spoke of how mobile phones are driving financial inclusion. I'll drop a link to the TED Talk in the show notes. Marie researched on the financial development of Africa and her work brought her to Kenya. On the TED Talk, Marie shared her experience in Kenya and how access to a mobile phone was all Kenyans needed to access financial services. She said that when she moved to Kenya, one of the first things she was asked to do was to create an M-Pesa account. M-Pesa is one of Kenya's most popular and most successful fintech solutions, which allows users to pay, receive, and transfer money from their phone by a simple text message. This fintech solution doesn't just work on smartphones. M-Pesa took into consideration the farmers and those living in rural areas of Kenya and realized that in order to encourage the widespread use of this solution, it had to be compatible with small feature phones, which we call torchlight phones in Nigeria, which is the phone that is readily available and affordable for those living in the rural areas. M-Pesa is so widespread that you can buy the most basic items from a small store in the village without having to bring out money from your pocket. Yes, maybe Nigeria will need some catching up to do in getting people, even those in rural areas, on board with such financial services. But this just shows that living an entirely cashless life is possible in Africa. It's not that Nigeria does not have technology to create something like M-Pesa. In fact, right now you can open an account with a bank in Nigeria by following the prompts after inputting a USSD code. You can also use a text message to buy call credits and transfer money to friends and family. So what do you think? Is it possible to live the cashless lifestyle in Nigeria? Let me know on Twitter using the handle at thefintechx. That's at T-H-E-F-I-N-T-E-C-H-X.
I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to it from and drop a review. It'll mean a lot. And also don't forget to follow the Fintech X podcast on Twitter and Instagram using the handle at the Fintech X. That's at T-H-E-F-I-N-T-E-C-H-X. You can also follow me at Mary underscore Imaswen. That's at M-A-R-Y underscore I-M-A-S-U-E-N on both Twitter and Instagram. Have a nice week and see you in episode three.